doing what I have to do today. Do I really want to be here to talk around the Rangers today? I don't really think so, but we're doing it anyway. <laughs> Are you good? What happened? Can you hear? Just pull it. <laughs> what a start to the show. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and do have a banger show for you today if you are watching or listening on apple podcast spotify or youtube do us a big favor drop a like a comment and do not forget to hit that subscribe button on youtube for our listeners on apple podcast and spotify helps us a long way if you give us those ratings on apple podcast and spotify we do have a banger show today plenty of stuff to get into with the nhl playoffs the rangers losing somehow the seattle kraken upsetting the defending champs the boston bruins best NHL single season record losing in game seven at home against the Panthers. Obviously, the uh, NFL draft was last week. Crazy things to get into there. Uh, quick notes with it, at least, is should, do we call them the Philadelphia Bulldogs or do we call them the Philadelphia Eagles? We'll get into that <laughs> a little bit later. The MLB is is well underway and the Yankees fucking suck. All right. We'll get all into right. that. Uh, Aaron Boone, what's going on? Are you still going to be there? The Phillies. I Bryce Harper is on his way back. Fucking hell. Bryce Harper's on his way back. And then, of course, the NBA playoffs. Hot start from James Harden in game one without Joel Embiid. And Steph Curry and the Warriors do just that in game seven. I cannot believe you if you decided to bet the Kings in game seven. Because what did this man sitting next to me say? Steph Curry with fuel? Come on now. Pay attention. You would, have made, you would have made money in the first two games if you paid attention. You would have made the money in the last two games if you paid attention. Pay attention. Like, what a big show. First shout out, Tony oh, yeah. Speed out. Bogey 366 to win. Six PJ Tour event he won. Shout out Tony Speed now. Um, what else was on my mind? I had the second thing that was on my mind. Oh, Alex goddamn Jenkins hit a plus 65, plus 650 parlay. Maybe clap it up again. <laughs> clap it up again. I was like, what the fuck? I hit a parlay. That's all else I want to shout I out to. Yes, sir. 100 to win. What was it? 700? It was, yeah, 100, both the dogs, 100, Both the game seven dogs you Both took? game seven okay. dogs. Yes, Panthers yes. in Boston and then yes, Seattle in Avalanche. Um, we actually live on TikTok. Spoke to Chetty that night. Freezer Tarp, shout out. Shout um, out. That was, that was crazy. I mean, that's I needed a little bit of that. It's not like I've been down. <laughs> it's just like I've been... Like betting we smaller could all, we could units. All use a plus seven hundred cash. Yeah, and like I just wanted like a you know I just wanted a hit there. Um, and then obviously you know having three game sevens in two days was just electric for the sport and the playoffs. Um, but for the Bruins' sake, I mean, we have to call this a failure of a season. And what did we say when we spoke about the Bruins last week and the weeks prior? They walk the walk, but they're going to have to talk the talk. And any team that you think about in recent history, let's go to the Warriors 73-9 and season, when you have that much pressure, you are lying to yourself if you sat there and didn't think that this team had that pressure. Well, even – They felt I, it. When we were watching the game, they put up the, they put up the graphic. Was it the last nine or ten presidents uh, trophy winners? Didn't win, didn't win Stanley Cup or whatever it was. Or right. the last, what was the last thing that won the Stanley Cup that won the President's Trophy? Was it was it the Blackhawks, I believe? Like 2012, 2013 season? Right. So, like, I mean, you know my theory. People are going to hate who actually watch hockey, but my puck on ice theory is just – but, like, I don't know. I personally watched the Boston Bruins before just choke. With the with the Flyers, like my only my only real memory watching Boston Bruins hockey a lot is them choking leads. Yeah. Um, went down 2-0 in the game seven, but I don't know. Like, 
how does that shit happen in hockey so consistently? Because when you watch these teams in the regular season, they literally look unbeatable. Like, they're getting minus 300s versus, like, teams that are top in the conference, winning 4-1. Like, all right, like, I'll tune into this Boston Bruins game. Like, they're up 3-1 already, first period. Like, and in the first playoff series, you just look like shit. Like, how does this happen time I mean, and time? Is it is it game playing? Do you put too much on these guys? Like, first of all, do these teams go for the, for the President's Cup as, like, harder than they should? Like, you know, when That's they, like, too. after the season's over, like, when it comes to hockey, you'll hear about all the goddamn injuries when the season's uh, over. Yeah. So, are these guys playing through a shit ton of injuries to be the points leader of the season, then to lose round one or round two? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I actually don't know. Like, yeah, well, we remember back in recent history, that was the Tampa Bay Lightning years back, um, and they got swept by Columbus in the first right. round. Now, for the Bruins' sake, I mean, they were up 3-1 in the series, so you have to give an immense amount of credit to the Panthers being down 3-1 to, again, a Bruins team that set records this season. So, I mean, if you're the Bruins, like, this is a fucking failure, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> yeah, not that Giannis shit. You can't say that, like, <laughs> these players didn't feel that pressure. It Like, you guys were up 3-2, and then with a minute to go in the game, you let up and... You know, uh, Panthers had their net pulled, so they got six guys, six on five, and with a minute to go, they tie the game, and then they lose in overtime. And it was a really tough goal to let go in there um, to lose in overtime. But the Bruins, I mean, we got top teams that are out now. And this was a road, as we, you know, kind of switch over to the Rangers, there was, this was a road for the Rangers to be successful. Tampa's gone. The Avalanche are gone in the West. The Bruins are gone in the East. And then they go up 2-0, in a fucking series at the Prudential Center and have two games up two at MSG and they lose game three and they lose game four. What did we talk about the adjustment that the Devils made in game three and game four, the pressure at the blue line, and then all the Rangers have to do was just to get, they just had to get one at home. Devils look better. They put in Akira Schmidt, the 22-year-old. Schmidt was hooping. I don't Bro, know shit. I, I, I got to give him credit. I don't know okay? shit fuck about hockey, but that save he had, it was two zip. On the who was it? Was it was a slap a, shot? And it was a glove save. Perfect oh, yeah. slap shot. Yeah. How the fuck did he see it or I scoop that? I, that's what I said. I he, watched. I said, "How did he? How did he see that?" Like what the? He yeah. did who? But one thing I will say, I don't know shit fuck about hockey. But whenever I watched and the Rangers lose, especially the one time I was here when I watched with y'all, and then Game Seven and other games y'all lost, like they just look tremendously offensively challenged when they get past the blue line. They can't keep the ball. They can't keep the ball. Look at me. Can't keep the puck in the in the devil's zone. Is that more the Devils or is that more the Rangers being dog shit on offense? That's more the Devils, in my opinion. They just pressed them better. They outskated them. They clearly wanted it more. I mean, this you talk and I, obviously I said the Bruins was a failure, but the Rangers. This is a fucking failure. <laughs> what was the point of getting Patrick Kane? What was the point of getting Vladimir Tarasenko? Mm. And again, back to this, like, you're lying to yourself bullshit that I've been saying so far. You are lying to yourself if you're a Rangers fan and you didn't think that this was cup or bust. It entirely was. And you can't say that it wasn't. Patrick Kane's probably gone. Your top six guys are able to score 10 goals, outscore the Devils 10-2 to in games one and two, and then go silent. Artemi Panarin had zero goals and two assists in seven games. Alexi Lafreniere, the number one pick, the number one pick in the draft, had zero points and zero assists, zero goals, zero across the fucking board for seven games. He was getting cardio in, that was it? That's it. That's it. You got fourth liners that are doing more work than lines one and two. What the fuck? And for Igor Shosturkin, I cannot imagine what he is feeling. I, what am I? What else am I supposed to do? I have to bail you motherfuckers out. 
time in and time out again. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You have Adam Fox last night in the press conference saying, yeah, I, I feel bad for Igor. I feel, you know, I feel like we kind of let him down. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. You, there's no goal support. You guys had three power plays in the first period alone. They were getting gifted tripping costs. Gifted. And you got nothing. Goal support, like, like I said, I don't know shit fuck about hockey, but I'm watching Igor constantly get three on twos, two on ones, making great save after great save. Literally, damn near like pulling his groin when they when they did Devils made it three nothing. Damn near pulling his groin to try to get him to save it. Like he anything I saw, he was doing everything, making incredible save after incredible save. And like the game seven, I'm pretty sure at a point in the third period his shots were like twenty one to twenty one. But the shot quality, like from the Devils, the quality shots they were getting compared to the Rangers was insane. I'm sorry, brother. I was, I, I, for you. I, I I was actually it. happy. One of the first times I was really happy for New York or New York team doing their thing. I don't mind the Rangers. Maybe because I'm not into the Flyers as much. But I mean, just just what a, what a what a waste. Maybe of a, of a, maybe I'll hate them soon. We'll see. What a waste! An absolute waste of a quote unquote star-studded lineup. And everyone's bitching, you know. My guy Panarin, though, two assists the whole series and no goals, nothing. He's the sec this year. This year. Second highest paid player in the league, eleven over eleven and a half million dollars this season, and absolutely great. Yo, not taking anything away. He had a great regular season, a great regular season, uh, and it just is is you know taken away and 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 outweighed by a disgusting performance in the playoffs in the first round. Again, the team was up 2-0. We were talking about a possible sweep. I mean, yeah, it and was looking, it was looking bad. Devils literally bad. just made the correct adjustments. They obviously put in Schmid, but shout out twenty-one-year-old Jack Hughes too. I mean, damn. facts going down too um, like. I mean, for Schmid's sake, he didn't look that. He looked good, but like the Rangers weren't testing him. He gets tested in Game Six at MSG and lets up five. And I mean, that's where I was like, look, finally, see what happens when you get tested. You're mid, and then he just <laughs> proved me completely wrong. And he played out of his mind in Game Seven, and that's what they needed. But for the Rangers, they looked slow, flat-footed, soft. And and they Wait, got out. What did you think about that fucking and hit? Oh hit. my god, Howard, I almost forget about that. I that is what I watch hockey for. Cause I hate yo, can we like first of all, okay, I have two I have one one thing I want the NHL to actually revise when it comes to playoffs. Can we just limit the, the penalties for fighting? Cause yo, they be not they don't be trying to mix. Right, because I it's mean, five minutes. Yo, Keandre Miller was going who's he gonna fight? Oh my god. It was after Igor got knocked yes, out. Yes, yes, on his ass. Which I was, was a fucking yo, penalty, I was, by the if, way. if this is like if this is a regular season game, Keandre's just giving him five right there. I'm like, yo, just because he's not trying to take the penalty penalty, can we just And then he still got a roughing penalty for did, two I minutes. Mean, I mean he like, probably should have, but like he may have said I don't know shit fuck, but like I think he probably should have, but I just wish they let the guys fight a little bit more, but that hit was in. Look, the captain was and trying I to get the team back in it. The thing I like Shit about hockey that is actually dope about hockey, the announcers are like, I think that's a clean one. Like, he was yeah, going was. center of the body. Uh-huh. He was, but like, so you can peep sometimes in other, in other sports that shall not be named. They be trying to get guys kicked out the game and he hit. I'm like, I like that hockey coach. They're like, nah, that's a clean one. Let that one go. I was like, yeah, yeah hockey, because they said that's a point for the good guys. They kept it, he, you know, he, he kept his elbow tucked in, so there was no moving of the elbow is to get, you okay, know, elbowing. Is he, is he okay? Or, yeah. I mean, they, they shook hands. They actually hugged they shook at, the, hands. at the end of the game because, you know, they're going down the handshake line because they lost. I didn't think Buddy was going to move, bro. They, I know. I thought he was going to have to get a yeah, card. But he actually went by Truba, and there's a video, and they like shook hands and they hugged each other, and it was kind of just like you know the tweet that I saw of this video was like you know this is why we like we that we love. Can we clap it up for hockey? hockey. Yeah, yeah. that's part of the reason why we like it. Um, but it was a clean hit. It was just look, you're coming into the offensive zone, you know, not against the boards or anything, just an open ice, and your head's just looking down. 
I mean, this is what they say when you're when you're learning hockey as a kid. When you're skating in open ice, you got to keep your head up. And Truber just came in with a lot of steam, and yeah. it, was, it was it ended a up being a, a lot of shoulder to the head, oh, yeah. which is why you know in other sports that's called. But for hockey, it's it's not like he he was aiming upwards. The the elbow didn't flare outside for either an elbowing um, or a charging penalty. Um, but Trubich, his the captain of the Rangers, tried to get him back in it, and and clearly. Uh, that didn't work. Igor Shesterkin, a fantastic season, career high in wins this year. Uh, sorry, sorry, your top six did not want to fucking show up in the playoffs. Besides game one and two, um, and I guess you know this is why I, I tweeted last night on my personal account. I said, you know, this is fucking why sports sucks sometimes. This fucking team. Uh, I said it earlier, man. Earlier this year, I said after the Kane trade, no team's gonna beat this team in the seven game series. And I guess this is why there's seven games because it's not only games <laughs> one and two. Um, enough about them. Can't wait to talk about these offensive moves and these offseason moves because Kane's going to fucking go and this team's fucking in shambles. All right, I'm done. Sorry. Over to the NFL draft. Uh, we knew what was going to happen with some of these top three, top five picks, but we did not think Mr. Will Levis was going to drop to the second How round. That? How about that? But I do not want to start there. Let's start with the Philadelphia Bulldogs. What do you think about your team's draft? Dog mentality. That's all I'm gonna say. First of all, I don't like Howie Roseman. I don't know how it could get more perfect for a guy the past couple of years. Like it's actually insane. From the Jalen Hurts pick to everyone, including myself, thought he was insane for. But even before that, like pre Carson Wentz era, I don't I don't know if you remember, like 2014, 2015, Sam Bradford times, that kind of times. People weren't really loving Howie Roseman as much as like you would think. Carson Wentz era comes through, get the chip. People see the things he's done. We start seeing the Howie vision. And now Howie can do no wrong in the city of Philadelphia. Literally in the minds of us to the minds of other teams with the trades he's being able to pull off. I mean, he's getting settlements with Jonathan Gann in Arizona. Like, Howie can just do no wrong right now. That's my guy. But, I mean, Jalen Carter, Owen Smith, able to finesse Kili Ringo. And then to top it off, you get DeAndre Swift. On his contract year, you know he has something to prove. Back at the crib, can he do anything wrong? Give me Tyler Steen. Give me good. Give me good old line depth. Okay, we're gonna put him at guard, play tackle at Vanderbilt, and play tackle at Alabama. Perfectly fine with me. Gonna be an athletic ass tackle. Only reason he's not playing tackle in the league is because he has thirty two and a half inch arms, which is crazy. Because they want tackles to have thirty four inch arms, which is that's that's why guys lose jobs, which is fucking crazy. Then we got the safety from Illinois, which is huge because. I mean, secondaries doesn't have a lot of depth. Only thing I've been complaining about with the defense so far and my depth chart in general is that we are like a couple injuries away. That's why guys like Steen are huge because like if Lane Johnson doesn't play through injury last year, we probably don't make the goddamn Super Bowl. So having guys like that, they're like that maybe have played tackle before, but can be slide that guard, which is, is gigantic and obviously more protection in the future for Jalen Hurts. But we just haven't been missing. Like, what, what am I supposed to say? Like, we just haven't been missing, bro. Like, we had Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter in the middle, fin- finesse and the big boy. Nicobe Dean was at the Nolan Smith Nolan draft Smith party. Nolan Smith, I'm going to say Nolan Smith. Nicole, we've got our all our boys back together now. Like, what the f- And then we get Keeley in the second game? Fuck it. Like, we're, who's not comfortable? And, and, on, and in the second note, have you ever, have you noticed something about these guys with this team? Like, damn near, I mean, we did get Swift, but, like, a lot of these key guys in this team are from the South. Like, you people, like, A.J. Brown talks, Smitty talk, they all, like, all that the Southern accent and, like, the Southern culture, the way they dress and come in the locker room, Jalen Hurts from down there as well. Like, 
And they just pull all these SEC Georgia guys and Bama guys. Like, Did you see what Michael Parsons shit, was saying? I'm down. Like, Michael Parsons was at the he was I think he was a part of the with Adam Lefko. I think he was a part of the Bleacher Report draft party. Yeah, yeah, and he was pissed. He was when pissed. Was, I, pissed. was it the Nolan Smith pick? No, it was Jalen Carter. It was a Jalen Carter pick. Yeah, Jaylen when Carter. He, he said he said, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach. And then AJ Brown had said shit to him. He's like, Why don't you come over with us? Hey, it's, <laughs> hey, it's nice over here. I, I, I had a. I had a question asked to me this weekend uh, based from the Giants and the Eagles draft. And this was an honest question. And this person had said, I mean this in zero disrespect in any way. But how does it feel that the Giants' fantastic draft was completely outweighed by what how he did with the Eagles? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it sucks. But like, as a Giants fan, I have to say that in recent years – when the Giants draft, we're happy about maybe one or two picks. I really so like you look by, it's like you know Saquon. <sighs> it was Andrew Thomas, right? You go you go back in years, it was maybe one or two guys from each draft that they liked back years ago, 2014. It was Odell Beckham. That's it, <laughs> right? And now it's like I can say with confidence, I like every single pick that they did, I and I like that. how they adjusted when they drafted because we we're eyeing up those guys, Addison, Zay Flowers, you know Jackson, even. Quentin Johnson from TCU. The, those were the four guys that the Giants were looking at. And it just so happens, coincidentally, that all four guys go back to back to back to back right before the Giants pick. So what do you do? you got to make an adjustment. you got Deontay Banks, Deontay Banks, who's big open field hitter. Yep. That's a guy that they need. He's vertical. He's extremely athletic. I like that pick there. Even though I said to myself after, I really wanted a fucking receiver there, but like, I'll take the secondary help with Julian Love going to Seattle in free agency. <laughs> the receiver y'all got, I think he's going to be better than Kenny G year one, personally. I mean, him and Hendon Hooker couldn't do no wrong down there in Tennessee. I think he's going to be better than Kenny G. Everything they wanted from Kenny G, the day he signed that robbery of a contract, I think he will be that from day one. I will be happy being wrong with that, but I like the guy. And Dallas said there was, and it was on on Jalen's pro day, um, Dallas wide receiver coach. I saw this clip on like Twitter and TikTok, and he's like, you know, that's your like specialty. And he's like, what? Like Jalen says, like, mm-hmm. what, what? what is? And he's like, your speed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what about my route running? And he's like, we're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see. So he's like, they're doubting my route running. And then and they just show clips of his pro day. He's just like, doo, 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 making these fast cuts left and right. And, like, there's another coach that's standing. And he's like, dude. And, like, they have a mic on him. And he's like, I would hate to be a linebacker trying to cover this. So, like, all, like, the tweets and stuff that I saw about those clips were like, when Jalen Hyatt plays the Cowboys, take his max yards and take him to score. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, because this, I don't know. Don't let, don't let it, don't. Because here's the thing, like, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Because this is one of those things where, like, it turns out, like, super good. Like, we got all these guys from Georgia, and we did this thing here, and it's great, and it works out. Or it could tend to be one of, like, the things they start the 30 for 30 with. Like, the Eagles are about to build a dynasty, and then they drafted everybody from Georgia, and then they fucking sucked. So don't let it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is sick. Like, right now, Hyatt Rosen can do no wrong. But I personally think that Giants draft is going to be huge for y'all years to come. Like, just foundational stuff and stuff you guys added, I think it's going to be huge. At least two, three of those guys for years to come would be huge. for. And just winners. Uh, as, you know, before we, you know, I guess, transitioning into talking about some other teams, obviously seeing Gibbs get drafted from the Lions made zero sense, right? Because regardless that the Swift trade happened, Gibbs goes, you get David Montgomery as well, but you also let go of the touchdown leader in, in – 
rushing touchdowns last year, Jamal Williams. Yeah, the thing that's crazy about that too is as soon as they got Jameer Gibbs, like Swift was like, I want out. Like I'm a, sure. Of course. I'm like sure. of course. Yeah, you got four guys. I mean, I guess I don't know, maybe eight eight well, Jamal Williams either get up there in age and Swift maybe injury history or something like that coming into the contract year, they're not sure. They haven't grabbed Jameer Gibbs. I mean Jameer Gibbs is fucking disgusting. Let's uh, <laughs> I just think at, I think both teams are going to be end up end up happy with that deal at that high of first was, round. Nah, yeah, exactly. We'll I see mean, you. I don't. Yeah, oh, nah, I know nah, all yeah. the like the draft analysts are, were saying throughout ESPN and coverage of it. They're like, we just don't see running backs go this high no. because they're not as expendable as other guys. I yeah. I mean, you could I could question the lines one more. I, I'm not questioning the Falcons at all with B. John. I think B. John's going to be incredible. I think we all think B. John's going to be incredible. Did you see his uh? His uh, they asked him like, "What are you gonna buy with your with your check?" And he's like, "Ah, I gotta pay my tides." And he's like, "I might get like a small dog." I was like, "This fucking guy, like this big ass motherfucker." Well, yo, that's the last thing I expected him to fuck guy. He's gonna be in the league for a long time. The first thing he wants to do with his money is pay his tides. He's gonna be in this league a long time. He's got he's got um, he's got his own mustard, Does and he? like Bijan mustard. So because you know like Bijan and Dijon. Mm. So in the Falcons facility, there's a clip, and they're like. When you when you're in your when you make it to the NFL and you're in your NFL facility and your mustard's That's like funny you can use your mustard for the uh for your food and snacks. I like I like what they did there. I really like what Seattle did their first two rounds. Like holy fuck! I mean, Devin Witherspoon doesn't have to say much say much to say about that. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Derek Hall from Auburn. Which I thought I the think Derek Hall pick was huge. Super athletic would honestly be able to fill in anywhere in that defense the way they run their defense. And then I think Zach Charbonnet linking up with uh linking up in their backfield with Walker. I think that might be dangerous. I mean, Charbonnet. I feel like Charbonnet is like a a little bit of a taller version of Kenneth Walker. Like same thing, bruiser kind of backs. Like can burn you with their speed a little bit, but will just pound you all game, then break the one up the middle. But then Charbonnet is just like a little bit taller, probably a little bit harder to tackle. It's gonna be a little a little crazy to watch out there in Seattle. I like how they drafted. Um, let me think of another pick. Oh my God, Addison in Minnesota. Like okay, obviously it's gonna be a great wide a feeling up there in age. Yes, we know that. Okay, not as productive as it used to be. Um, obviously they get number two to be with Justin Jefferson, but I feel like that team has so many more holes to fill besides wide receiver two. I could be co- I could be completely wrong. I could be completely wrong, and maybe this is what they want to lean on. But I mean, half the reason they can't make it past a certain round in the playoffs, and you know they lose a certain amount of games every single year is because they can't stop a wet paper towel. Ta- what like what? Why are we drafting Jordan Addison in the first round? We you have kids to at be least great. understand. Kids though, be great, but like, like holy shit, with the Thielen exit. Maybe it was just like, so who's who? who that important? Is that important? Yeah, it's, it's that not. Important. But like, you can at least say like, damn, maybe their didn't front they office give up thirty like, points to you guys last year. Yeah, twice did they? And and damn near in the in the fucking. Uh, no, 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 no. We can't first be round. Jordan the Addison. Round, I mean. We can't be drafting Jordan Addison with our first pick if Daniel Jones is giving us a thirty clip twice. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. All right. Next pick I did like though, my guy Joey Porter Jr. going to Steelers. I think he's gonna be with them for a long time and having. High, high production for them for a very long time, and for the you family too. Guys, right? Facts. Oh my god, facts. Your dad being Holy there. Holy shit. God damn. <laughs> this, this show fucking sucks. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, but that damn that makes it. I wasn't even thinking about that angle and how good it could be for the Steelers. Like, what the kind of defense they run. First of all, his length. He can match up against anybody. 
Then we add the comfortability, the history. You fucking kidding me? Yeah, I mean, Steelers didn't miss there. Good for them. Good they for said them. that was one of their best picks of the yeah, draft. I, I was there. You know me with Penn State, Jory Potter, how much you know, I was. I did say he was going to be a first-round pick, though, on the show. Well, I did guarantee he'd be a first-round pick, and he was round two, pick one. Pick one. So it was almost there. But I, in, in a lot of mock drafts that I saw with the Giants, the Giants were actually from you know, draft analysts. Some Giants guys were saying to pick him. So I was a little shocked that he did not go uh, first round there. And then just some kind of like buzz around the NFL draft was obviously the story about Will Levis. Um, in 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 I guess the days leading up, you know, Mel Kiper on ESPN, Todd McShay, saying all these good things about Levis, but saying that some executives, I think Colin Coward was in on this as well. Some executives were saying that they didn't like the flashiness of his him wearing his, him wearing his tank tops and showing his muscles. Apparently, that fucking turned NFL executives off, which made yeah. no sense nah, to me. But. Uh, the explanation actually did make sense. Like, do I agree? Not really. But the explanation did make sense. Okay, this guy comes out here trying to show his guns off. He's kind of showcasing that he's a me guy. Look at me. Do you want your quarterback to necessarily be a me guy? Let's think. And then, you know, Colin went into, oh, you know, oh, those are the cocky guys that came to the league the last few years. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. he does his thing. But, like, Anthony Richardson is doing fucking flips and cartwheels in his. And, like, the executives aren't getting turned off at that. You no, can, he could have gotten hurt. You can the make, fuck? you can. I, one of my favorite quotes, it is, I, it's from my boy. I, it's not even like a quote from somebody. Just people going to make whoever they want the hero the hero. And obviously, you could tell that there were certain things that people were pinpointing about Will Levis that they didn't want to make him the hero. And certain things about Anthony Richardson, they want to make him the hero. Now, right or wrong, I think Richardson will be better than Will Levis. That was just me regardless. Like, I mean, I think Will Levis is good, though. I think he has a, a ton of upside. Um, I think if, it, if he gets into the right locker room, right coach get into his ear, I think he can be fine. Um, but I would have taken anything Richardson. I was surprised that he went. I think Colts. it was funny as fuck. I thought fuck. the Colts were taking people, Levis. Something that was weird about the draft, though, I just think it's so weird. Like, why do people they, they, – can you read that caption? Will Levis is – this is from Busted Coverage Twitter. Uh, it's a video of Will Levis and his girlfriend, and the caption of it says, Will Levis' girlfriend looked more annoyed than he did that he hadn't been picked yet. Can we – yo, like, I, I know it's funny. It's funny. Yo, can we just – can we leave the people's chicks alone? You know what I mean? Like, she was getting – it's so funny because it happens all the time. Not she – doesn't happen as much. Uh, Remember, they gave they gave yeah, CD Lamb's yeah, girl yeah, shit I was, with I was, the phone. I was thinking about the CD stuff. <laughs> I was but it wasn't – she, like – I mean, she's bad as hell, first of all. So I, I guess it's warranted. But like, damn, can we not just drag my man down because he's not getting picked? Like, leave he's his trying chick to stay out. calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, like, bro. god damn. Like, but he's just as shocked as you. I don't think she was there when he got drafted, and they were making a big deal about that. Yeah, like, I, I think can he was we just leave off camera. Like, can we leave the chick? Oh, I might have been off camera. Did you? I didn't send that shit to you though. Oh my god, it was so funny though because they they took a he, the video of him when he was on the phone and he was like pacing. He took like this weird ass step, and it was like Will Levis is zesty as hell. <laughs> I saw that shit. It was so funny. I had to send it to you. I I had to send it to you. But, yeah, like, damn. I, I mean, congrats to Will Levis for getting drafted. It is awkward as hell when you think you're going to be a first-round pick and you're not. And then everyone's fucking jacking on you and your chick. I'm but surprised he didn't. Hopefully, he ends up being okay. Did you see in the video, they're in his house. And I don't know if you saw, you, they, they kind of panned to, like, the front door. And you could see all these suitcases. Like, they literally had that. just walked in the fucking door that yeah, morning, probably. That, yeah. So, I'm like, why did you just stay there? Like, you, honestly. No. You knew, bro. You knew you were going to get picked, though. And okay. Darius Slay, Darius Slay, set, tweeted, it sucks for players that don't get drafted in the first day when they get there. But 
stay there because there's no better feeling than hearing your name called and walking across that stage. That and like, true. I'm not in the, I, I didn't get drafted. I clearly don't know what that feels like, but I, I have to be as an outsider looking game. I, I agree with Darius Slay there. You work this hard. Am I, walk am I the reaching then? If the, am I reaching if that, if I say that adds to the me guy theory since it's not, it's not, I mean, the, the day one, the, the, the first couple pick draft pick that he won, walk across the stage, the viral headline picture clip draft pick you want to be since it is day two now draft pick like i'm just gonna go home it's and, not like they're gonna have a camera crew from, at your house at this point and watch it from my house does that add to the mega theory are they are they right about will levis we, to be determined to be determined. and for tennessee right now he's listed as the third quarterback it's Tannenhill, and then malik willis and then levis but it has been stated that everyone's gonna have an equal chance. So we'll is, there a, could is there a dark the horse story or our dynasty team ruined? Do we just stash Will Levis because no one's gonna? Drive we have him? Malik Willis. We have Malik and, Willis. I mean, already. we have. We'll take the two Tennessee quarterbacks. One of them has to pan out, right? One of them has to work out. Uh, let's talk about another cool story about father son oh, Chris dope. Vaughn and the Cowboys were able to draft Deuce Vaughn, his son. Uh, to the Cowboys and seeing the clips in the draft room of Jerry Jones handing over the paper and saying, you know, make the call. Pretty cool. Um, but, you know, just cool to see. I, I think I, I never knew that. I did not know Chris Vaughn was yeah, Deuce Vaughn's dad. Like, that day. Never and... really thought, you know, we would be seeing these really special moments, especially with Joey Porter and, and uh, Joey Porter Jr. and Joey Porter. Facts, that too. too. I think that's a smash pick as well. Yep. Like, obviously, with the Zeke news and all that, Tony Pollard's obviously going to be – that guy, but, but Deuce Vaughn his, is going to literally, though, too, right? yes, and Deuce Vaughn's going to literally be what Tony Pollard was for the first couple of years. So, I think that was a smash pick for them. That is that's, that's dope, and then the Joey Porter stuff too. Like that's crazy. I mean, shout out to the league. Oh, we're all we're every hey. We had a good, a damn good week in sports. Like we had the draft, the NHL game sevens, good NBA, NBA series game, game sevens. sevens. We I had do want to say uh, one last thing before we move over to uh, MLB and then head to NBA. Um, we got a fight this weekend, Aljo, right? That's and, um, facts. And it's in Triple C. One of the picks that I liked that I feel like I'm going to get so much hate for saying this is, hear me out. I liked the Stetson Bennett pick to the Rams. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. First of all, this guy was projected to be rounds five through seven. And then after the national championship game, he went up to like four through six maybe. But then when he got arrested, there was reports that he might not even get picked. Mm -hmm. So what does Booker with Trent do? Let's bet him not to get drafted at plus 100. And then the Rams fuck you, and they get and they, they draft him in round four. <laughs> Here's why I like the pick, though. Stetson Bennett, Georgia guy. Matt Stafford, older Georgia guy. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit of veteran help being Georgia and Georgia as well. Maybe two to three years down the line, Stetson Bennett will be closer to 27, 28, 29 by then. But then maybe he like, takes listen over. listen to what you just said. I know. But I know. It's crazy. What but I still fuck? like – I, I like the fact that he can learn behind Stafford as a Georgia guy. And look, 100%. is Stafford out of the league in two years? 100%. We don't know, but he could be. 100%. Now, again, again, you would be 27. 100%. And Jalen – and if you look at the outside picture, the bigger picture, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson just signed for, you know, two of the biggest – contracts in, in NFL history and they're the same age as you. So yes, that does fucking little suck. Concerning. Little concerning. But <laughs> you do got two national championships though. Two things those guys don't have. You at know least, what I'm hey, at least he got some NIL, NIL Ooh, wait, stuff. Wait, does Jalen have two? Or does he have one? No, he only had one. He only got one. He got one. So all I'm saying is <clears> I think it's a good a good pick there just for the Georgia stuff and having a, a veteran quarterback to help him lead the way. But I thought oh, it was kind of funny. I didn't think and then and then uh Max Duggan. 
Yep. To, the, to the Chargers. Yep. We'll, like we'll never well. understand it. We'll never understand it because Justin Herbert will never I mean, understand he it. He could just be a, a just great backup. Just but then, you know what's cool? Backup. I saw this stat. Um, both Max and Stetson played their final college game at, at SoFi. Wow. And now they're both going to go play, their first, play not, not their first, just but be in the same yeah. stadium together because they share that SoFi. So that was pretty cool as well. Could you imagine if they both become starters and that's like a rivalry now? Like, let's say Herbert, like, they like the Chargers don't want to pay him. Like, Duggan's showing something. Like, they start him. Like, Stafford just hangs it up, fucks his shoulder up. Like, then, like, that's, like, the rivalry. Sports is weird, man. Sports is crazy. Sports is weird. Uh, last thing before we move to the MLB, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Facts. Heading to the Jets. And what was cool, he, he went to game six for the Rangers Saturday night at MSG, sang the song with Brees Hall and Alan Lazard. And then the very next day, Goes to game one of the Heat and Knicks series at MSG again and goes with Alan Lazard again. So, pretty cool stuff. The Jets fans hey. were not happy about their draft at all. Yeah. I mean, kind of want to protect the guy he brought into town. Didn't protect the guy he brought into town. We'll see what they do, though. Hey, we'll see what they do, again, though. <laughs> I got to fucking move on, but I have to ask you this one. Um, did you like the Will Anderson pick after CJ Stroud? I, I, I was seeing a bunch of stuff. People saying like, you know, I'm not high on Will Anderson. I didn't like the pick, and I was like, I like how they got Stroud and then still got the guy that everyone yeah, was projecting that they were going to get nah, in the first place. Nah, totally. So they got cool me. I think I think Will Anderson's going to be a beast as well. I'm, I'm high on Will Anderson. Some people are like, whatever. People think he should have came out last year. Whatever. Will Anderson's Will Anderson. I think that was a smash pick regardless. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a couple years. Right. Shit. And the very cool thing, obviously, with with Bryce and CJ, yep. you know. Growing up together, playing, and then being yeah. one and two was pretty cool as well. So, uh, all right, let's get over to the MLB. The Yankees hold sole possession of was last that, was place. That, was that a podcast flashback? Did we say Bryce number one on here too? Uh, we might have said Bryce uh, number one. I, I bet it. But, um, yeah, Yankees in the MLB, in the wah, AL East, wah, they sole Hold sole possession of last place, eight and a half games behind first place of those Tampa Bay Rays. And again, you can make all the excuses in the world. It's a high school lineup. Stanton's <laughs> out. Stanton's out. Judge is out. Donaldson's out. Bader's out, who's now coming back today. You, you get Rodone in the offseason. He hasn't pitched yet. Severino hasn't pitched yet. You get Frankie Montas last year at the trade deadline. He's most likely out for the rest of the year. <laughs> Lou Trevino, who they got in that same trade, he's gone. Damn, didn't he just hit like a 500-foot home run the other day? That, that was Trevino, but I'm talking about Oh, Trevino. my fault, my fault. No, it's no, no, so yeah, weird, yeah, okay. I was, I, was like, I was gonna be like, what? I was like, what Lou the Trevino, fuck? He's a, I was about um, to say. He's a, he's a I actually would have been so sick. Tommy Canely, who they get in the offseason, who comes back to the Yankees. He's on a 60-day IL. I mean, Wait, that's the reliever? That's nasty. Yeah. Oh, uh, my they, God. They got nobody. God and, damn. And again, you can, you can say all you want about, you know, Aaron Boone's got to be able to get these guys, these guys wins, but it's... I, I feel for him in the way that it's tough to field lineups when everybody and all of your, your really good players are out. You got to put Hicks out there every day. You got to put Isaiah kind of for left out there every day. It's tough. You got to play a lot of AAA guys every single day with this. So I do understand okay, it. Okay, but who's signing all these guys that are just getting injured? Why don't we just point the finger at that at guy? Fucking that I mean, guy. How, many GMs, how many GMs in the league are in the 25th year or the 10th year now? I mean, was it 25 years you've been around? Longer yeah, than that? This is a, this is I a, mean, goddamn. And this is... This is Personally, I thought that Castro was going to be out after this year. I also thought Boone was going to be done after this year. <laughs> so was surprised to see once Cashman said they once Cashman was staying, his guys Aaron Boone, so he's not getting rid of them. Uh, I do think it's time for it's not it's time for panic within the front office. It's not time for panic yet on the field because once these guys come back, they'll settle back in. Um, but last night's loss, I do want to touch on that. Domingo Herman, who's been struggling early on in this season, 
He was uh, he went eight and a third. There was a runner on first with one out uh, in the eighth inning. Clay Holmes comes in, who's supposed to be their fucking <laughs> big boy closer. Bases get juiced, and then Wandy Peralta comes in, and he ends up walking in the game. Uh, what, what's that? The game leading run mm-hmm. or the go ahead run? And uh, uh, three two, they end up winning after leading two nothing for the entire game. A disgusting loss. I mean, we might get through a hundred this this hundred sixty two game season. And come back to this game and say that that game still was the worst loss of the season. Um, <laughs> Aaron yeah. Judge on the injury. Report. Aaron Judge got a hip problem. Yep. Staten with a hamstring. I mean, these this this team. I said it last year and I said it the year before. I mean, before. Is, is the is the is the young bull he's healthy? Uh, Cabrera is he cool? No one. Yeah, but he's just oh he's, he his OPS is under five hundred. These guys suck. Is <laughs> he healthy? The funniest part about it is I said last year and the year before nobody can hurt this team but themselves. Literally. And they hurt themselves. I mean, quite, <laughs> quite literally. Like, uh, it's just, it's it's very disappointing because you have a team like, team at the Rangers, highs of highs. Team of the Yankees coming into this season, highs of highs. Everybody gets hurt. The Rangers get bounced in the first round. New York is in shambles. And if the Knicks lose oh, tonight. Hey, 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 next, the Knicks. The Knicks Steve, lose Stephen tonight, A's a Knicks fan now. Oh, so. my God. Give me a fucking break <laughs> with that guy. Dude literally said in February that if the Heat or the Knicks were in the playoffs, Making a run, who would he root for? And he said, I would root for the Heat. It's like, fake fan, get out of here. Jeez. Nobody wants to. Knicks fans don't claim you. And sure, this team sure doesn't as well. Um, and now, in some bigger news, um, we want to look at some just some record wise within the Yankees and Phillies. How, how about the first of all, how about the Pittsburgh Pirates playing some good ball? Yeah. Power rankings up. Oh, my mind. Shout out to them. Yeah, um, that's also huge. I think, I mean, I didn't expect that. Not at all. I don't think it lasts, but I mean, I keep seeing Rich Hill cool. and bump, and I bet against them, and they keep they, they win with Rich Hill on the mound. So hey, yeah, fuck well, me, I guess record-wise, Phillies get fucking the cutest dog in the world, Major, and we're back to fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, listen, that guy's back. All right, he's back tonight as of Tuesday. Bryce Harper's back. I mean, everyone relax. I even like watching, listening back to the podcast we did before. Like I was even like overreacting like a motherfucker about the. But things. I think everybody was. Everyone was though. It was a little uneasy at, at that first. We expect a little bit more, but I think now. I mean, you even just looked like the game last night. I mean, Taiwan Walker is letting up eight earned runs. That guy is not going to be pitching in Ranger Suarez's spot much longer. Like we, like I myself included, got to take a deep breath and just look at the positive signs. Like Nick Castellanos is playing good baseball to start a year for once. Brandon Marsh. Um, batting three thirty seven, I believe, four home runs. Being Brandon Marsh, like just a beast in the field, beast on the plate. Sucks that Posh had it. it. Sucks he has to play every day now at the expense of Pache because I was asking for him to play every day. And Pache looked good as well. I think he was hitting like three sixty. Had a couple home runs for he got for he went down with a torn meniscus, I believe it was, uh, which actually really fucking sucks. Um, but I think it seems to be just fine. I mean, this stretch we're in right now is brutal. Um, got a big series win versus the Mariners. Got a huge series win versus the Astros. Pounded by the Dodgers. I mean, it's the Dodgers. It is what it is. If we drop this series versus the Dodgers, I'm not tweaking too much because that series next versus the Red Sox, which is at home, I believe, massive. I think Matt. Well, I think the biggest series in this stretch was the Astros series. To be honest, for everyone just to see what was going on with the Phillies, especially for how we were playing, we just started getting hot. Like, is this legit? Is this not legit? I think the bullpen came out. The, the bullpen, the Mariners series, and the Astros series. Thoroughly impressed by them, and then the Astros series, you get. A master class from Aaron Nola, who has been posting, who has, I think he had like a five year rate before that. And I think he had like one let up one earned run. I think it was seven innings, just a master class. And Zach Wheeler comes out and does the same thing. So we were tweaking about the starting pitchers. Like I was saying, overreacting. Guys have like five ERAs, no spring training. Why the fuck do we keep doing this? 
They show us why we're all right. Get back to 500. Bryce Harper comes back. Ranger will be back soon. I think this team is just fine, actually. I think this needs to be stated that everybody should at least try to understand because I think there's people out there that don't actually understand how crazy this is. <clears throat> Fastest comeback following Tommy John surgery yes. in MLB history yes. at 160 yes. days. If what was his time? What, what was what was his timeline before? It was it was July. July. I was about to say it was July. We're in May second. Thank you. Okay, I think people that don't understand that, like that's he, that's your indicator right there. Insane. We're supposed to be July, and he's back in May. And again, we talk about this. That's a, normally a pitcher's injury. We saw Jacob Degrom might be dealing with that. Might be dealing with that. We'll see that in in the coming uh, days and weeks to come with that. But it's normally a pitcher's injury. You look at that. Fuck. The Phillies off to a bad start. There's well, we, I mean, we're not going to see Bryce Harper for until July. We got two more months without him. Very true. Come back in in May second. Following towards the end of this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, series against the Boston Red Sox, and I guarantee you, all three of those games are going to be sellouts because their hero in the in the 2023 MLB playoffs and the postseason is coming back. Damn, did I time that right? With the as of today, with the with the podcast upload, I'm interested to see. You didn't peep that, did you? But I was like, as of today, that guy is back because I was trying to time it up without. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to see. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I uh, see. Uh, but I think the Phillies going to be cool, though. I, I'm honestly yeah. cool with how we're sitting. Um, like I said, the last episode, uh, highlighting that that top four of the bullpen, they're still hooping. Um, I think the Phillies will be just fine. We'll Phillies see are that. going to be just fine. Um, I think, obviously, it's too early to be overreacting, but you can. We got it out the system. You got it out the system. You know what I mean? Alerts and sirens are allowed to go off. Shout out Bryson Stott, too. I don't think he, he's got his shout, his shout out on this podcast yet. He's hooping right now. Yeah, well, I did. No, we did. Because uh, I said, aren't they calling him Bryce him Stott? Facts, and facts. Yeah, so, facts. So, you know, okay. batting leadoff. And okay. remember, we can, I saw some statistics after uh, the game I went to last Tuesday. And it was saying, you know, this time last year, he was bumped down to AAA. Yeah. This time this year. He solidified his spot because he's got, you know, X Just amount imagine. of stolen bases and doubles, and and he had a, what do you have a fifteen game hitting streak yep. to start the season? So Dude, just imagine this team with Bryce Harper playing at an also level with. Reese Hoskins back playing at the level we know he can, with Ranger pitching at an all star level. I mean, on top of the depth we already have, we could mix and match with. with uh, well, think about when you can Mundo get. Mundo Sosa, Josh Harrison. Like, just be able to think mix about and match when you the can get team has. Bryce crazy. Harper back in the field. That's what I'm saying. And then you have a whole nother play for DH. Exactly. So, because we haven't seen that and obviously have, in months. We have three, four guys at the bench that, like, position players that I just, we, we like that we're fine. I mean, even five. I mean, Pache back off injury. Garrett Stubbs back up catcher. Cave, Harrison, Edmundo. Like, I love I love what the first Trey, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I can't mention that. I mean, can't not mention that. No. Um, all right, over to the NBA playoffs. Uh, let's start with game seven. I want to start right there uh, with, this, with the uh, Warriors and the Kings. I said it at the very beginning of the show, but... I really sincerely feel bad for you if you decided to bet against Steph Curry in a Game 7. Manny Ruffin did state uh, on this podcast from last week, when the when the Warriors, mind you, not when they was tied, when the Warriors were down 2-0, Absolutely. he said Steph Curry with fuel is like a bodybuilder on steroids. Give me them to win Game 3, give me them to win Game 4, <laughs> and then I'll take the series bet as well. And clearly, that's what happened. Don't bet against Steph Curry. Uh, like large ever, performance. Ever. I've I've, lo- I've learned trying to back my guy LeBron for the longest time, but I'm gonna have to back. What LeBron. a fucking performance! Guy. And I Insanity. saw the one the one clip. Can you just of- read that quote now? To be honest, to set the stage for Steph Curry, like God damn, what is wrong with him? Yeah. Okay. So to what set is the stage is right here. This tweeters Harden's performance last night 
again, we are recording here on a uh, on a Tuesday. Harden's performance last night was better than Curry's 50-point Game 7 performance. Yes or no? Okay. That's just blasphemy. You know what I mean? That's the blasphemy, disrespect. Tell him you're a Sixers fan, too. Yeah, I mean, it's all good. I'm going to talk about Harden's masterclass in a second, but I should have like actually researched how many times someone scored 50 points in the Game 7 and how many times someone scored 40 points in a game that wasn't a Game 7. In a Game 1. Not even a game one. Just a game that wasn't a game seven. I mean, game sevens are game sevens. There's no, there's just no shot in hell. There, that has to be a meme. There were just people in the replies that were taking that shit actually serious, and they were saying that, it, just, just don't mind it. We, don't mind it. Steph Curry, that was not. You know what I mean? Let's not get it twisted. You know what I mean? But still, unbelievable performance. Unbelievable. Hey, and we have to do. It. Yo, since we're doing all this clapping bullshit in this show, yeah. let's do it one more time. Uh, Sacramento Kings. Fantastic season. Fantastic season. Facts. Um, well-deserved. Facts. Uh, fans well-deserved for their Facts. performance. Sabonis, so shake people's hands, bro. Yeah. yeah. After you lose, by the way. You Draymond Green was at your head about that. He said, he said, hand, he said take it like a man. Remember what he said when he lost? When they lost to the Cavs? Uh, and they blew lead. He said, I went to the locker room. This was in on his podcast the next day. I went to the locker room, and I sat down for a second. I said, this doesn't feel right. And I ran back out, and then you can see I literally go through everyone on the team. And there's actually a clip. He goes right up to Bron. Bron's like, well, basically holding. He's about to do an interview about about to fucking hoist the trophy, and right. he and Draymond's right there. So respect, uh, respect it, hundred percent. I, I mean, I get the feeling. I was a fucking Rangers fan last night, and I said, fuck them. Go to the <laughs> locker room. Done. I'm done. But I understand it. Um, all right, let's go. Let's talk through this uh this Celtics game last night. Um, I I actually had uh Harden for thirty points, and uh, what did I have? I think I had three threes with there, and then I had Maxi. It's for good to 20. know that you're not brain dead because there was actually. I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the? ESP, the viral ESPN clip of Monica McNutt and my man literally like clowning the possibility that Max Kellerman was saying that James Harden was going to have a good game and have to go off for the Sixers to win. Clowning out that there was people on Twitter taking James Harden under points. I mean, like there was a lot of James Harden disrespect going on. I think that pre-game was yesterday. That was easy. To- I. I Joel Embiid is not playing. Only, Someone's he's, he's gonna only have to step av- up. I mean, he's only average about. I think the stat. I think James Harden's averaged twenty six or twenty seven per seventy five possessions when Embiid's out, and he's averaged eighteen per seventy five with with him being the lineup. Just if you've paid attention at all to the Sixers when Embiid doesn't play, James Harden's damn near an auto bet in some capacity. There was a lot of disrespect going on before the game yesterday. Well, uh, speaking of disrespect, fucking Dave Portnoy had six K on the Celtics to sweep the Sixers. So that's I tweet that. gone. And then the funniest thing he said, he tweeted again. He's like, you know, I want the series to be fair. Like, okay. it was at 6 o'clock before the game started. He's like, I want the series to be fair. Like, you know. I'm going to be honest. I want Embiid to be in. And then he fucking lost game one. I mean, no one, I mean, no one thought it was going to be a sweep for real. But I, I did, going into this series, I mean, not even going into the series. Boston's up 3 or 2-0, I believe it was, to Atlanta. Our series wrapping up to Brooklyn. I'm like, yeah, these guys are about to get us out of here. Probably another six. You know I mean, six or seven, but to get us out of here. Trey pushes them to the brink. And if you pay attention, they can put two two and two together. The games that the Hawks won and Trey went ballistic and was doing his thing. The Boston's are staying true to this switch drop coverage bullshit. Now, you can watch the game one from our game, how Harden was going off. A ton of three switch drop coverage bullshit. So all I'm saying is Trey Young gave me a little bit of life. I'm not going to sit here and say the Sixers are going to win. But it's hard to say that we're not going to after James Harden drops 50 points in TD game one. 
And I got Jalen Brown saying, what do you say? He go back to that. They had a great game. We had a mediocre game. Now, if you paid attention to that game, I think the Celtics might have missed 10 shots in the first half. Like, I, I need a first half score. I'm pretty sure the Celtics were up like 66 to 63 at half or something. I mean, how mediocre can you play if you if you if you score sixty six points and a half? Now, mediocre defensively for sure. The Sixers are abysmal defensively without Joel Embiid. It's so obvious. I mean, and the Celtics are much better. But uh, let them chatter. Your PJ Tucker stuff. What? Yeah, I do want to say this stat here. This is ESPN stats and info. PJ Tucker had zero field goal attempts and zero free throw attempts tonight. Just meaning last night in thirty seven minutes played. That is the most minutes. Played without a field goal attempt or free throw attempt in a playoff game in the shot clock era, which is since the 1954 and 55 season. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. He's doing his role. And now, PJ Tucker, me and PJ Tucker have, like, a very much love-hate relationship. Like, he gets on my goddamn fucking nerves a lot. But, but you were an advocate. Remember last oh, year? You were an advocate when he oh, got there? And everyone said you're a fucking moron. Nah, net po- I still still am like on the side of like we want PJ Tucker, but he just gets my nerves a shit ton. Like a shit ton. But for this what you segued into, him being on the bench last night and getting into Paul Reed, obviously all the Sixers fans probably have seen it, but there was a clip last night of Paul Reed looking at or, I mean PJ Tucker looking at Paul Reed basically saying, What the fuck are you doing? Uh get your head out of your ass. Cause there was a possession where Al Horford got like two or three offensive rebounds and it was like, Yeah, Paul, whatever. There was a little miscommunication there about who wanted to be the low man and whatnot. And Paul Reed said in the interviews, like, I'm six nine, six ten, like PJ Tucker's like six six, six seven, like I want to be the low man. There was confusion there. But I like how if you can see the difference between like maybe when a guy like Ben Simmons was on this team, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and the team now, where you need that kind of discourse on a basketball team, whether it's the coach or the players or a veteran or, or a group of guys, like you need someone who's going to be able to hold guys accountable like that in a game. And if players are going to wilt a la Ben Simmons and start doing bitch shit, you're going to go home in the second round every year. Now, what's giving me hope is that P.J. Tucker can do something like that to Paul Reed, and Paul Reed can end the game with 13 rebounds, six offensive rebounds, to give us huge minutes in the game that we need him the most. You know what I mean? Right. Huge signs from the Sixers. Um, what the fuck? Third quarter. Two pe- Actually, two names I want to say, first of all. Melton, holy shit. His shift in the first quarter and the second quarter literally kept this in reach, which kept this in the game. And in the third quarter shift that Tyrese Maxey put in, I think he scored, I want to say, Oh, my God, I want to be wrong, but I want to say he scored like 12 or 14 in the third quarter along with hurting his knee when I saw my life flash from my eyes, when I saw him go down to hold his knee, and he still put up like a 12-point third quarter. Besides Harden scoring 50, Paul Reese 13 rebounds, Melton's first and second quarter shift, and Tyrese Massey's third quarter shift literally wins the game and can't be spoken about enough. Go fucking six or six or seven, baby. You already know. Yeah, because I was going to say my my joke was that I was fucking with Philly fans and saying like Celtics and four. That's not what I actually thought. I was I thought the series was going to go to six, uh, and that the the Celtics would win. But now this changes it. I I, I truly think that um, the Sixers and the Celtics are going to split both in their respective cities, and that we're going to Game Five two two. Yeah, and we're going to Game and Seven. We're going to go same Game, game Seven. seven three, That's three. what I think. I believe the same. Um, I think getting this game with like with it's just it it gives us because. Thing about series is though, like even if the, let's say the Celtics took Game One, right, and let's say we forced Joel Embiid to play Game Two, 
with this LCL stuff going on, and we do split. But let's say Joel Embiid tweaks his tweaks his knee or some shit. Like get in the game one without it being so big, because we can just rest and be no problem. Come home as close to 100% as you can. I mean, we've seen Joel Embiid play with the face mask and a orb orbital fracture in his face. We've seen him play with torn meniscus in the playoffs. I'm sure this isn't much different. I'm sure this is precautionary. And then him be able to come home and just mentally be able to like, all right, I can just take a break till I get to Philly. It's huge for the series. So yeah, because it doesn't matter, win or lose, you're still tied and you get exactly. a chance at two at home in this crowd. Um, and now over to this uh, Heat and Knicks series. Really tough loss in game one when you're in control. But I will say this, Whoa, though. Whoa, can we for you be sad? Can we clap it up for you? Did we clap it up for y'all for winning the series? No, we God did. God damn. They won a series. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Before we get sad. You know what I mean? They won a series. Stephen A's a Knicks fan now. The Knicks are winning playoff Fucking series. Break. Jalen Brunson is in. Jalen Brunson's insane. What I will say about, and I, I like how he's, take, he's holding himself accountable. 0 for 7 said he was horrific in game one. Yep. He can't have five turnovers. Um. This is this goes back to what game two was in uh, in Cleveland when they got when they lost by like almost thirty points. They didn't play bad in that game, and I said this. They just couldn't hit a shot. Once again, in the second half of game one, they weren't playing bad. They just were not fucking hitting a shot. Like in in the in the first half, they have damn near twenty five points in the paint. In the second, we got fucking five minutes to go in the fourth. And we have two points in the paint. No one's hitting a three. And then you're playing defensive the oh, entire game. I mean, and Obi had 11, 11 threes. threes. Guys, <laughs> I know saying. Julius Randle wasn't playing, but Obi Topping. But you know what? I read he him like was, a fucking team. Well. He played well, though. He I, had him, I had him for 15 and three points. Okay. Read him like a T because okay. fucking he put in Julius Randle's out. He, put in he did put in good shifts. Also, I love the shifts that you're getting from Josh Hart. Yes. Like, you can see, like, he kind of, because Julius Randle, like, I, it's so funny because I'm sitting there watching the game and it's like, uh, second half when Strew starts hitting threes and gave and Kyle Lowry starts going off and I'm like, what are the Knicks missing without Julius Randle? And it's like, legitimately everything: rebounding, right. defense, passing, scoring, like the whole nine. But Josh Hart, I mean, just maybe because I'm a Nova guy, but he literally tries to fill that role in like a way more miniature size, and I love to watch it. I love to watch it. Well, what I would say about um, the Knicks in that in game one is like they were. It basically in the game until like the last four to three to four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yep. So if they're in that game for that long and they're missing terrible open looks and Julius Randle's not there, then I have to feel pretty confident that if they can just stay, play two halves, play two halves of basketball in the identical same way and not completely fold in the second or the first and vice versa, and you get Julius back. I have to feel pretty confident. And I said that almost something very similar in the Cavs series. And I said when when Donovan Mitchell dropped 38 or 36 in the game one loss, I said if Mitchell has to score 40 just to be in contention, the Knicks are going to win this series. And the same thing here. If the Knicks can play identical basketball with or without Julius Randle in, in two halves, they're going to win this fucking series. And then it's either going to be, be Sixers and uh, Celtics. And I mean, my fucking future bet's gone now, so I'm fucking pissed off about what, that. What I had Rangers to win the Eastern Conference, Knicks uh, to win the Eastern yeah, Conference, yeah, like 50 for 4,500 or 4,800. It was just a donation, but like Jimmy, wanted to try it. The Jimmy Butler ankle injury with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, there's some... I, I Listen, I still think the NBA playoffs are incredible. But hypotheticals, hypotheticals. How much more incredible would they be without injuries? Well... I mean, Julius Randle gets hurt... Yeah, what was it? Terrible. It was late in the game. Late in the game. I mean, we know the next year we're moving on at that point of the run. It was in the middle of the run, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I'd say? 
Jimmy Butler. Why'd they let him play? Joel Embiid. Why'd they keep him in? There was still five minutes to go in the game. He's just hobbling around. He's limping. Would uh, take him out. You guys are up gig- 10. I, you guys are literally up 10. That's a gigantic game. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But Jimmy Butler, first of all, Jimmy Butler does not want to come out of that game. And that's right. a gigantic, like, gigantic game. I mean, the, Mac, they talked to Max Drews and Kyle Lowry at the game. And, like, Tyler Hero, and they were saying, like, Jimmy's, we don't know if Jimmy's going to sit out. That motherfucker play through anything. Let's also um, quickly take note here yeah, story of was crazy. some of these stories here. Uh, Steph Curry. Pulling the team aside, saying we want to, you know, have a have a little meeting. Pumps up the team, fires up the team. Who was it? Was it Wiggins that said, you know, it gave me chills, and he's the goat. Yeah, well, the thing, the good thing about context about that story is like that's got to remember the clips going around with Jordan Poole pushing all Draymond's hands, like all frustrated. First of all, everyone and me included just saw Jordan Poole for the two games before that getting in pretty much only cardio, like not and losing game at six at home, like exactly, that was terrible. Like that, so that video goes out. Kaminga's not getting a lot of minutes. Obviously, there's probably more guys that aren't getting minutes that they thought they wanted because they're in a shitty situation against Sacramento that they didn't think they had to be in this early. And, like, just Steph Curry kind of, like, just when these stories – because you, you look at Steph, you think he's kind of like a quiet guy. Like, you see Steph talk shit, you're like, damn, Steph talking shit? Like, st- stories come out of, like, Steph Curry in the locker room firing guys up. Like, I, I think it takes people by surprise, but, I mean, there's no way – this team, this franchise is this good for this long if this guy isn't doing that consistently. Like, he's probably been doing that since 2015. And it just goes to show when the chips are down time and time again, KD or no KD, I mean, Steph Curry has answered the, answered the bill, like, I mean, more than he's had to. I mean, as a leader, as a player, even in game seven, I think he had like six or seven rebounds, but there was a couple, there was one play specifically. He went up over, I think Kevin heard it for offensive rebounds, spun off him, laid somebody. I'm like, this guy is literally doing it all. I mean, shout out to Steph. Shout out to Steph. I can do I can do I can only do so much eating for Steph because we might have to see him in the finals. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean now now we're talking about a guy that we get to now see a Steph Curry, LeBron James series. Yeah. Um Hey, um, and, and and this is probably the most even that series uh, even the teams have been for that series. No, it's not not even my it, by far the most even those teams have been for that series. So I'm actually interested to see. I think I got the Lakers though. Me personally. There's no way history will repeat itself and your habits are your habits. And we saw what the worst with the worst road team in basketball. Or not the worst road team. Or was it were they the worst road team in basketball? God damn, I think they might have been. Whatever. Losing losing two at Sacramento. Then when and then I was nervous. Because obviously Game Seven's in Sacramento, they had to get that one. Now they have home court versus the Lakers, so it's not going to be the same scenario. But if you cannot win games on the road at all, like at all, it's going to be hard for me to pick you time and time again in the series. Thank God you have home court for this one, but I just history repeats itself, and your habits are important, and that's a bad habit to have. I think playoff basketball, especially in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> what a fucking banger show! NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. Plenty of shit on the MLB because the Yankees fucking suck. If you have been watching or listening on YouTube or Apple Podcasts and Spotify, drop a like on YouTube, a comment, and do not forget to hit that subscribe button on our Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop those ratings. They do help us go a long, long way. And our social media platforms, if you want to give us a follow there, our Twitter is ADEDpodcast. Our Instagram is ADEDpod. And our TikTok, which we have been going live pretty frequently on for these playoffs, is simply the name of the show, The All Day Everyday Show. You've been listening and watching to The All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. 
My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me all day AJ. We will see you on the next one. Enjoy this second round of the NHL and NBA playoffs.